0: How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA, score! Here is Golagoski. he gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy.
1: Shoot for it, shoot
0: for it, uh, kinda like it. Richard it in front, Parlor, score! Well done, boy. Here's some swagger. Push on the shove, we're gonna get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud podcast. Post game, for the playoffs, for the Stanley Cup final specifically, because let's never forget that the Kings have made it there. Game one was tonight, they won 3-2 in overtime, thanks to Justin Williams setting some new goals for himself, basically, because he got his first career playoff overtime goal and took the game for the Kings. What did you think of the game, Diane? Diane? I thought
1: the first period was vaguely infuriating, but I guess because both the Kings and the Rangers were kind of sloppy from the start, it was okay. Um, but the Kings, you know, it's a lot of turnovers right in front of Jonathan Quick, and that's just playing with fire. I'm like, I get that this is a, a series that's going to have to test Jonathan Quick because he is across from uh, Lundqvist, but I'm like, maybe not give them so many options to test it so early. Um, but... I I will admit them going down 2-0, the worst lead in hockey, as everyone likes to say, Um, the worst lead to have against the Kings because they're going to get one back right before the intermission and then come barreling back. And so I was kind of okay with that.
0: Yeah, I think the reaction to this game was kind of fascinating because I feel like a lot of people not necessarily people who cover Los Angeles pretty regularly, but some fans and then some of the people who you could totally tell haven't been paying as much attention I feel like maybe they started to believe the hype that was going around about how whoever came out of the West was immediately just going to like kill it and New York would not stand a chance. Because some of the reactions I've seen post-game are like, oh, the Ranger blew an opportunity with the Kings being sloppy early and whatnot. And for me, I'm like, um, have you never watched a Kings game? Because it's surviving the first 10 minutes. is It happens a lot more than I think think people like to expect. Also, the fact that they went seven games in every series, you don't do that if you're killing it every night. So even though it's a little frustrating to see them come out sloppy and have turnovers and go down to nothing, it shouldn't have been as surprising as it seemed to be to some people. And then as the game went on, they stabilized, and then by the third period, they were murdering the Rangers in shot attempts. So... Weird weird start, I suppose, but um then they came back because they're also not a team that is unable to come back from a deficit like that, which is still awesome for me.
1: Um, while the first period like I guess the goals that happened wasn't entirely unexpected, the way that they did happen was because uh the Pouliot goal happening off like a Drew Doughty mistake is not something that gen- generally tends to happen. And the fact that it was a breakaway and Quick probably should have had that was um, annoying, is what I'm going to say. And then the Haglund shorthanded goal was also annoying.
0: the The first goal was kind of weird. I... I I couldn't even fully tell where it, like, where did it go? Did it go far side? Did it go between his legs? I didn't, I don't remember now. And I I felt like it was hard for me to be able to tell. So that's my bad. But anyway, the weird thing on that play, other than Dowdy turning it over in the first place because he was just like a little lazy with it, was Jake Muzzin then tried to turn to attempt to catch up to Pugliat and totally fell down. So any aid that Jonathan Quick might have had was gone, and then he was clearly not, not ready fully for set for it. Yeah, so everybody just kind of messed up there, which is whatever, but like you said, they had had a bunch of turnovers and whatnot before that, so I feel like that first goal against, they kind of earned it as a team. That second goal was so fluky, I didn't care about it at all. I mean, Quick made the stop, and then it bounced off Slava Voinov's and then it was unfortunate. So...
1: why? Why is it always Slava Voinov's Skate?
0: (laughs) It's either Slava Voinov's Skate or Jake Muzzin's Shoulder. (laughs) That's how goals bounce off defensemen for the LA Kings.
1: If Robin Regeer were in the series, then we would say it was always Robin Regeer, too. But he's not, so.
0: (laughs) Well, then it would have been off Robin Regeer's stick, which is a little different. Because he's literally just actually scoring a goal for them. Pretty much. Every update about him being ready to come back in the lineup continues to be terrifying, I just have to say.
1: Well, every time I'm just like, hey, you're uh, an old stay-at-home defenseman, so stay at home and don't. Just don't.
0: Especially because that was the other thing that was talked about during this game. The NBC broadcasters, for some reason, were just obsessed with talking about how fast New York was. As if the Kings didn't just play Chicago. But still, it's true that some of New York's forwards are really fast. Like, Hagelin, really fast. So... I don't think Robin Regeer needs to be in against someone like that. I don't think Robin Regeer would have done any better a job at catching up to them than Slava Voinov tried to do on like another breakaway later in the game that Kyle Clifford ended up like bailing him out on. So Robin Regeer can stay seated, and the other kings can just clean it up a little bit a little quicker. Don't wait 10-15 minutes next time.
1: But then how would they create the drama?
0: Of course.
1: How would they, you know, go to – four? well, first let's talk about Dowdy. Okay, let's just talk about Dowdy for a second. So he made that misstep, and he's talked about before where sometimes he likes to get a little too fancy, but we've seen him skate 200 feet just like, you know – I hate that I'm going to say Dipsy Doodle, but I literally can't think of anything right – now, I just got back from a bar. Um, dipsy doodle around multiple opposing players and then score a goal. And that's basically what he did. Off an excellent pass by Justin Williams, but that's basically what he did to tie up the game.
0: That goal was so sick. <laughs> I had to watch it like 10 times, just like rewind right there because I need to see it again, pretty much. It was so good. Yeah, the pass, the patience from Justin Williams on that pass was great. And then he gets it to Dowdy, and it's sort of close, because there's uh the ranger's stick, like, it was right there, and Dowdy slips it between his own legs to gain some distance, gets it back on his own stick, goes down, finds a place, like, through, and it's not even, like, over Lundqvist, it's, like, through, it's like or an arm. between take. his arm and his body. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Everything about it was nice. So it was like, yeah, getting a little fancy and being a little lazy resulted in a turnover early. And then in the second period, being skilled enough to be that fancy ended up allowing the Kings to tie the game. That was an awesome goal by Dowdy.
1: That was an amazing goal by Dowdy and an equally amazing celebration by Doughty because we see the return of the effusive glass banging and yes. what I would have given to have been right behind that glass as he threw himself on there and just like pounded it. Uh, it was fantastic. So, thank you, Doughty, for you know I. It's fine when people mis- make mistakes, but the fact that he like cleaned it up and then pulled out this beautiful
0: goal to tie it up. Um, love you, dude, Daddy. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. I loved seeing that happen. Uh, I, I mean, the Kings have scored a lot this postseason, but I think because of the way that they've scored, people always talk about how they score the greasy goals and whatnot. So anytime there is just a goal like that's that pretty looking, <laughs> it, it just feels so much cooler and, and really fun. Um, not to discount... Kyle Clifford's goal before that, to get the Kings on the board before the end of the first period, because that ended up being a pretty awesome shift from Jeff Carter, who had a couple of chances, and then Jeff Carter gets a pass to Kyle Clifford, who is pretty much on the goal line, almost, (laughs) and still manages to pop one up over Lundquist and get them on the board.
1: We talked about it after Game 6, about how much we love how Kyle Clifford just, like, works on the ice. Like, he's always battling. He's always getting himself in good positions, but he doesn't necessarily have the finish. And I think that, like, in our prediction, our, our 7-3 result of Game 7 predictions, we said that Kyle Clifford was finally going to get his goal. And while he didn't get it then, I'm pretty pleased that he finally got it now. Um, uh, Kind of like getting the Kings back in it, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. So good on you, Kyle Clifford. You are the... Colin Fraser of this Stanley Cup final.
0: Yeah, it was good to see him finish one there, and especially an important one so that the Kings didn't go down 3-0 or anything like that, um, and instead had a chance to climb back in it. it. It was it was great. It was just a good-looking goal, kind of a goal that you might not expect from Kyle Clifford. And it was funny because like, I didn't make the joke on Twitter, but it made me think like of – trevor lewis being the person to score on john gibson in the second round so like everybody's worried about how are the kings gonna solve lundquist like he's so good all the time and the first person to score on yeah first person to score on him is kyle clifford who hasn't scored at all in the playoff series up until that point and then gets a goal and then has an assist on the Dowdy goal as well
1: see this is when it would have been fantastic to have robin regier in the lineup Because then it would have been just, like, some random shot from the blue line. And it just, like, happens to trickle past Lundqvist.
0: Imagine that. Oh, man. Uh, What I realized, too, actually, I was just thinking about this now, with the goal against because of Woynau's skate, was, of course, that fluky goal that the Kings gifted to the Rangers back in the home opener was a shorthanded goal. Be- that, like, you know, went off quicks blocker. So that's, again, they have gifted the Rangers a shorthanded goal that they didn't truly earn. This one's slightly more earned than that first one, but still, not really.
1: So hopefully that'll be it. That's, you know, the Kings didn't let the Rangers uh, give them any other, you know, undue goals during the
0: season. So hopefully that remains true. Uh, throughout these final, right? We just stay good. We can move on past that. I'm, I'm cool with that. Let's let that be the only weird thing that happens, please. Uh,
1: yeah. So, but the Kings definitely kind of picked up their game and looked amazing in the third period. Yeah. But still, force it. And like the last thirty seconds of the the third period was kind of uh, rough and tumble there, with just like great chances happening for uh, both teams on each end of the ice. Mm-hmm.
0: The Rangers, I believe the Kings outshot the Rangers 20-3 to in the third period, continuing. I mean, they've been pretty good in third periods in the entire playoffs, but, you know, so that was just a continuation of that. Despite that, though, in the other periods, they had kept pace. Like, both teams were about on the same pace in, in uh, shots on goal and whatnot, and I think Jonathan, like it was tied to too. So I think Jonathan Quick, like, had a pretty decent night for somebody who seemed sort of like the bigger question mark on the Kings team. I think his first game out was pretty strong.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say that earlier. It was like he had a really decent night and a uh, decent Jonathan Quick. I mean, not to, you know, get too ahead of myself, but because before he was just like okay, you know, like during the Blackhawk series, he was fine. But if he's pretty decent during this final. I mean, I feel like the Kings' chances are pretty good.
0: The Blackhawks series especially, it was like, he looks bad, but he doesn't look any worse than Corey Crawford, so it was kind of just like, let's just call it a draw for both teams. Whereas in this one, you know, Lundquist is a good goaltender, and I think he at least didn't let himself get too crazily outplayed. Like he I think he played all right. So even though even with like the, obviously the third period he didn't have nearly as much work. But um I he still came out nine twenty six, I believe, was a safe percentage tonight with all that plus a little bit of overtime. So good job on him. Uh Trevor Lewis didn't have a bad night, Trevor but Trevor Lewis Still can't finish. Kyle Clifford found the net tonight, but Trevor Lewis was reverted back to him, his old self and that he had like a partial breakaway that he then tried to get a shot off after he passed the goal line. And then he also had a two-on-one opportunity, and the defenseman did sort of take away the lane a little bit, but I don't even think Trevor Lewis really kept a good eye out to look for a passing lane really at all and decided to shoot on this two-on-one where Marion Gabrick was the other guy. So uh, I don't know about that, Trevor Lewis. Let's Let's make some different decisions next time.
1: Yeah, like when – like this is a different – like, beast as compared to, you know, Jeff Carter and Tyler Toffoli seem to get, you know, two-on-ones fairly often. Or not fairly often, but, like, often enough. And if Jeff Carter doesn't pass, you're like, maybe that was wise. Like, even if he doesn't make it, you're like, you know what? I see it. But Trevor Lewis, if Marion Gabrick is open, maybe, uh,
0: do that, yeah. Like your main priority should be figuring out how to pass it to him. Just like how but we're always he, he like
1: didn't. Kyle Clifford, just be an excellent passer, just be amazing at like getting people off the puck and regaining possession and getting it to someone else.
0: Trevor Lewis should have been a little better about trying to play the role that I want Kyle Clifford to play. Kyle Clifford, I am glad uh, was a lot better at getting the puck in the net. So um, nice job to him. I, what do you What do you think? There was like a hit on Dustin Brown. <laughs> That drew a penalty, but then Dustin Brown seemed really shaken up, and he was about to go. It looked like he was going to lock room, and then he just sat down on the bench. And I saw some debating about whether or not people thought he was faking it. <laughs> Do you think he f- was faking that a little bit, or was he really hurt at all?
1: Um, I don't know if he was faking it. Uh, I didn't really watch it again, just for like the little bit that it was on TV, I didn't really think that he was faking it. I don't know. I'm not someone unless it's like the super obvious Derek Broussard, like spinning around in circles like you're on a (laughs) merry-go-round type of thing. Then I'm like Um, get it together. But I mean, maybe he was buying some time, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I think he was probably shaken up for real at first and maybe a little bit at the end just kind of went with it i don't think it was totally fake but i feel like it wasn't totally real well either. i think i feel like
1: he like drew it out you know like yeah, yeah he was probably shaken up like anyone gets shaken up when you're thrown into the boards but like he probably didn't need that much time but you know <laughs> right.
0: sure why not i thought it was just kind of funny because it did look like he was going to the locker room and at the last second just turned around and sat out and i was like all right <laughs> cool. and then he just like handed off his uh helmet to be like inspected or
1: looked at um, but another person who didn't go to the locker room was Matt Green, who, once again, was, l- was just, like bleeding from the face. Broken open. If there's blood on the ice, just assume that it's Matt Green. He could be bleeding from his foot, he could ble- be bleeding from his face,
0: just l- anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I don't even see how that happened to him. And, but that's how I felt about like whatever game it was. It was when Willie Mitchell had just come back to the playoffs, and then like early in the game, he's already had like something around his eye was messed up. I don't know how it happened, yeah. but um, <laughs> it looked pretty gross for Batgrade. Yeah, because
1: the NBC loved just like. Extensively showing him getting patched up, which is just him like yeah. in pain and bleeding, and like an already soaked piece of gauze just being like dabbed on it. I was like, maybe get some new gauze, maybe <laughs> right. maybe fix
0: something about this, maybe stop showing us. I don't know. I don't need to see it. I got it. He's bleeding from the face. I got it. We can move on. <laughs> um, I loved everyone's, and I guess uh, SB
1: Nation's, or SB Nation NHL's Twitter was just talking about he was basically like Game of Thrones style you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. If it were any closer to his eyeballs, then yes, it would be exactly like Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, I saw that clip. I don't even watch Game of Thrones, and I did see that clip, and it was pretty gross. So, as long as nobody gets their eye jabbed out quite like that or anything, <laughs> or even just accidentally with a stick, I think I think it's okay. But I also don't need to see prolonged like glamour shots of somebody's disgusting face wound.
1: If only Game of Thrones guy was wearing a visor. Oh, it's true. (laughs) He wouldn't have been high-sticked. So, not really. But spoiler alert there, I guess. I don't know. It just aired. Oh,
0: interesting fact. I just remember this, and I wanted to make sure to mention it, because I retweeted Extra Skater. But, apparently, uh, at 5v5, 5-on-5 play, during this game tonight, Kopitar was on the ice for nine shot attempts for and zero against... So, are you saying Andre Kopitar is amazing? He is awesome. That's so good. I mean, wow. <laughs> That's all I could think of was when I read it was wow, Andre Kocbotar, so dreamy.
1: You just put your chin in your hands and just like ah, oh, start you know drawing hearts around his face. <laughs> yeah, stars in my eyes. Put his picture <laughs> in your locker.
0: So, way to be on Jacob Like, what a great start to the series for him!
1: Yeah, he was great. Unfortunately, ended the game with a minus one.
0: But what? Yes. <laughs> How does that even happen? Oh, it was on the penalty kill. Yeah, thing? yeah. It so. Of course, of course. But still, oh, it barely counts. <laughs> doesn't matter. Amazing.
1: Love him. Phenomenal.
0: And then, of course, we have to talk about the. Obviously, we mentioned at the top of it, Justin Williams getting that tying goal, but like, how great <laughs> was that goal?
1: So he's basically game whenever the fuck he wants. Uh, Mr. Game, yeah, whatever the fuck he wants because he's going to score a goal all the time. He's going to assist on a goal always. And like, just that like split second moment of him just with a puck by himself in front of Lunquist, I was like, he's going to score. And he did. And I was just like, unbearably happy.
0: Yeah, Dan Girardi looked super unfortunate on that. Yes, he did. (laughs) So Justin Williams though is there to capitalize. Well first, like, it looked like the Kings were gonna have a three on two opportunity and Tanner Pearson either didn't quite realize it or just the puck sort of rolled off his stick a little bit. I don't know, maybe all of those things at once, but it didn't happen. And it seemed like the Rangers had a chance to recover it and but Dan Girardi messed up his entire life and (laughs) like twice. And eventually it ended up on Justin Williams' stick, who managed to get a shot off faster than Lundqvist could get in position to try to stop it. And the Kings win in overtime and take game one. If I were ever to have to be in,
1: I don't know why I would, um, some old-timey Western duel where you had to like draw your pistols the fastest, I think I'd choose Justin Williams there.
0: Justin Williams or Jeff Carter, another person who's really good at getting quick shots off.
1: Yeah, that would be, both of those would be fantastic.
0: So great work. I also liked seeing everybody, of course, as is custom, come over for the hugs, but it it I the thing about Justin Williams when he gets sort of hugged by everybody is he's he likes to like tilt his face up like he's just drowning in bullies. <laughs> <laughs> and I always find it pretty pretty nice. <laughs> and
1: of course there is the reemergence of the streamers.
0: Yeah. That was the only thing missing from their Western Conference final win, of course, is I really would have appreciated some streamers.
1: Uh, what would have been amazing series? is if they like got on the plane and all of the like overhead compartments just burst open and like streamers fell out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Streamers everywhere, all over this plane. Don't freak out. <laughs> it's fine. I feel pretty good about it. You want to know It's weird? Like, I, I read, like I said, I think some of the people who don't usually cover the Kings, some of the reviews or whatever of this game were kind of strange, like the recaps. I read one from the Hockey News that said the Kings managed to win this game, but they played almost as badly as they did in the 7-2 loss against the Sharks. What? Which is crazy incorrect go back and watch the game nerd that's not what happened and so i feel like some people feel like the kings got away with winning this game but i don't think that's true at all i think they played all right by the end of the night
1: if it was completely even throughout all three periods then yeah sure maybe they got away with it because maybe the you know rangers had it together but like the king's pretty like 20 shots to three is not nothing at the end of the yeah. uh, or at the third period, so yeah. Um, also, at one point, Pierre Maguire was like, "Oh, and there's Drew Doughty. All oh, he's always so cool, calm, and collected." I'm like, "Excuse me, <laughs> who
0: are you? <laughs> what are you who is this about? person
1: you're talking about?" Um, because then later he just like goes nuts on uh, at the ref and partially at Jeff Carter, who I think was trying to calm him down over a like missed call when I think it was Kreider.
0: Um, who just, like, butt-ended him in the face. Yes, exactly. It's weird. I I feel like the broadcasters had a rough night in general because they kind of kept talking about, like, New York speed as if teams like Chicago and, like, San Jose aren't fast. So just get it together, Pierre. (laughs) Get your notes together. You were bad tonight. But, yeah, that was really funny, particularly because – Just yesterday, Dustin Brown was talking about having to calm down Drew Doughty in the Ducks series, talked at length about it, for like a, you know, a minute or two about having to calm him down and like what it, it's like to play with him and keep him focused like that. So, way to be super wrong.
1: Drew Doughty himself talked about how sometimes he gets a little too emotional during a game, and he's like <laughs> recently learned to settle down and you know, like kind of gaining a leadership role. Like he just talked about that in a presser, like during media day, like how yeah. what. Has has Pierre Maguire not seen the GIF of Dustin Brown holding Drew Doughty back? I assume no, otherwise really he would not. have all of the GIFs of
0: like and or NBCSN just like zooming in on his smiling face. So. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're just too focused on trying to become the Penguins GM and spend all your time around Sidney Crosby, which I think is where Pierre's head is right now. And, and that's fine. And update your, like, uh, encyclopedia
1: of where everyone played junior or junior hockey.
0: Right. <laughs> he probably knows more about what Doughty was like as a child than he does about him these days. Yeah. So, game one, the Kings play all right. They do have some stuff to clean up. At least they could come out a little better to start Game 2. But overall, they were all right, and I feel good. It was an interesting game to watch. Now they have an an opportunity to extend that lead on Saturday, and I hope they do. I hope they do, because we'll be there, and I
1: want streamers.
0: Yeah, and I need to keep our record
1: good. Yes, because we have been
0: perfect (laughs) when going to playoff games, so
1: don't fail us now, Kings.
0: Alright, guys, thanks for listening, and we will catch you after Game 2 on Saturday. Take care of yourselves, and until then, have a good night. Bye. Bye, everyone.